everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for August 7th to August 14th. And our theme for the week is Here Comes the Sun. I was on the internet and there was a beetle thing came in and it said Paul McCartney was 80. Now, of course, he's a Gemini, so his birthday was like... And I'm like, how can Paul McCartney be that old? But one of the best things, of course, that got me into like a little beetle thing and then that got me listening to inspirational Beatles stuff. So I want you to go watch this YouTube that you can see right there on the front and play that while you're listening to the podcast or play it after the podcast or play it during the week when you're going to be meeting the sun because this theme of the week today, the theme of the week this week is Here Comes the Sun. So we're going to be working with the sun very aggressively all week long. Of course, that means illumination. That means aha moments. That means, oh, wow, I never saw it that way before. So we're going to have a lot of sun, sun, sun. And our energy this week is all about the sun and illumination. Now, remember, the sun is in his favorite sign. He's in the sign of Leo. Until I need the glasses, I'll put them down. He's in the sign of Leo. So he has all, this is his favorite sign. And he gets this for a whole month. But what it also means is that all of us, having the opportunity to take some time when the sun is in Leo, all of our natal suns turn to look at the light. Now, there's my window looking at the light. Tropy. You know, we live, we practice tropical astrology here. So the zodiac is tropical. Where is the sun on its path across the ecliptic? So your job today is, and this week, is to look for the sun in your life. And any time you have that thought of, oh, I want you to go, okay, here comes the sun. I'm being illuminated. I'm seeing things. I'm learning things for my purpose, for my purpose on earth, why I'm here. And of course, your purpose on earth is determined by your sun sign. It says what you're supposed to do. And the house where you're supposed to shine is the Leo house. Often there's two houses, unless you use whole sun. So you're going to look like at the house, you know, like say you have 15 degrees on a cusp. There'll be 15 degrees in the house before and 15 degrees in the house of. So you want to kind of look at those two areas because those are the areas you're going to shine in whatever your sun sign is. So our job today and our job this week is here comes the sun. Now as we know, sometimes we can get burned by the sun, so we may have a little of that going on. But if you get a little sunburn, get a little rose on your nose, get a little ouch that hurts, it's okay. It's part of the journey of this week. Lots going on, lots going on around the nodes of fate, around our purpose on earth, what our purpose is here, why we're here, what we're here to do, and more importantly, what the next chapter is which, of course, we've all been waiting for breathlessly since we finished that COVID collapse of the structures, and now it's time to say, here comes the sun. It's been a long and cold winter. Here comes the sun. So I want you to go listen to the song, read the lyrics. Having a rough time this week, just go, it's the sun. It's the sun. I'm illuminating. I'm learning because the sun is out, and it's calling us forward to go into our next um, into our next chapter. So we like our little pointers. Um, I don't have another way to do it. Somebody was like, the laser pointer drives me crazy. 
but I, it doesn't give me a whole lot of options. So, But I did get an email from someone suggesting something, which you're going to see in the screen after this, because this is the screen from last week. So we finish uh, today, Sunday, with Mars squaring Saturn. That took place a little bit earlier in the day, and we can see Mars here in, um, Capric in Taurus um, is in a square to Saturn. Now what's been happening, well Mars has been approaching, the 10 degrees of approaching, which has been the last three weeks, two and a half, three weeks. We've been maybe feeling a little tired, or a little more exhausted, or a little like, oh, you know, I'm just wiped out. I want to go to bed. I want to go to sleep. I'm like exhausted. I need a break. I need a vacation. When is it going to get better? So we want to kind of recognize now it gets better because Mars is past his frustration with the sun and he's past Uranus and he's past the note of fate. So he's flying free now and he's in the mood to go forward and create. We also notice that the sun here is on a world point, 15 degrees of Leo. So the degree before, 14 degrees of Leo, 15 degrees of Leo, 16 degrees of Leo. We're going to watch for a special illumination now because the sun is really wanting us to see things that we hadn't seen before. Um, and so when we have that, we know, gee, I'm going to appreciate it. And the reason I'm saying here comes the sun is you can see he's moving into this section here. He goes seven degrees, you know, in a week. So he's going to get to 23, which means he's going to wake up everything that's 18, 20, 23. He's a very busy guy this week. So the sun is coming along and illuminating where we've been currently having struggles or where we've been working out how to do things. Now, a reader wrote and asked, could I add in some new stuff? So I have. Um, and there we go. So now we're going to talk about, so this is for those of you who are learning and are feeling a little bit like, oh my god, she flies around in that damn chart so fast I can't keep up. Over here on the bottom left, and this will be on the charts unless people complain and go, go back to the basic ones. On the bottom left down here, it tells you the different kinds of aspects that the planets are making. So you can see there's a lot of blue, right? Blue generally is easy. You can see there's a lot of blue lines in the chart, generally easy. Where the red lines are is where the chart's having a little argument or a little dialogue with itself and maybe being a little crabby. And you can see where the reds are. Now, if we come over here to this side of the chart, you can see it describes what each of the aspects are, what they look like. And then it also describes what the signs are. And then down here, it says what each planet is, what sign it's in, and what house it's in. For those of you who are relatively newer to astrology, this will help you follow along a little better. And of course, you can always stop the recording and print the page and all that kind of stuff. And then down here, it talks to us about our energy balance in this particular chart, which will shift during the course of the week. But we can see we've got a lot of fire in the sky. Of course, we're having a lot of fires on Earth. And we have a lot of Earth in the sky, which is all about physical manifestation in form. We're running a little low in air. That tends to mean communications aren't great. And we have a decent amount of water. Draw a line from the T and the S down. Lots of fire, big earth, means we can get a lot accomplished. Not a lot of talking. Or if you're talking, you might not be understood because the other planets have more energy. And then down here, look at the stubborn. Look at the fixed bar, very big. So it speaks to us feeling a little more stubborn and a little more, I want it my way or else. 
So when we look at the, this, this grid will be available for you to reference for the charts that we're going to use in the presentation. And that way, hopefully, you can learn astrology as you're flying along um, and learn all the names of the planets and figure out what sign they're in and what house they're in. And that will help you track. Now, remember, the charts are cast. In my case, I cast them for Washington, D.C. You can adjust them for your house, your location, your, and put them against your chart. And that's a good exercise to help you learn astrology. So first up, what we're going to have here on, I need to put my glasses back on, sorry about that. Um, what we have here, the first up after the Mars square the Sun, Mars square Saturn, is we have the Sun coming in to square the nodes. So you can see the Sun here is at 18 Leo, squaring the nodes of fate at 18 Leo, which we are the 18, 18 of the fixed signs. And the Sun is also opposite uh, Saturn, going to oppose Saturn later in the week. This is what's called a cross. It's called a fixed cross, it's called the grand cross, it's in fixed signs, so that's why it's called the fixed cross. It's also called the grand square. You get the idea. The planets are crabby. They're arguing. We're making choices about our fate. So as the sun comes to square the nodes, also that same day, which I didn't print because you can't see it on this particular chart, Mars is aspecting the nodes of fate by declination, which is, means they're all kind of in a secret relationship. So we're going to watch for Wednesday, August 10th, to have a lot of illumination, a lot of seeing things, a lot of changing of fate for many, many people. All of it's going to be a big, big week this week. So as you watch this week and you remember, here comes the sun, it's here to show us things. It's here to give us our opportunity to make choices. And on the 10th, as Mars hits the declination of the nodes, it's going to be on that north node, parallel to it. So your job is to go, go towards the change. Don't go towards the fear or the loss. Go towards the change. And the more you can do that, the better. We also have just recently had the moon join Pluto. But the last aspect the moon in Capricorn makes, and she's out of bounds that day, she is opposite Venus in Cancer. Venus in Cancer answers to the moon in Capricorn. So we have a lot of energy here with like making your choices. Venus in Cancer answering to the moon in Capricorn says you're going to be making fated choices. There are weeks that are more fated than others. This will be a fated week. People leaving, people arriving, new beginnings, new endings, shift, change, shift, change. Don't worry about it. Whatever the changes are, are saying the story's shifting now. We're being offered our choices, our opportunities for new things, and it's important for all of us to go deep breath, exhale, and calm, breathe, focus on what you can do about it. If you can't do anything about it, know that too, and that's okay. This is when the serenity prayer is very helpful what you can change, what you can't change, and the wisdom to know the difference. In the meantime, the sun is in Leo. Bless the people that you love. Shower the people you know with love. Let them know how you feel, because this is a very important turning point for all of us in our lives, in our choices, and in our directions. So it's a pretty important week, and we're going to be really feeling, you know, very intense emotions as we go forward in the week which is part of what, you know, why you're here. <laughs> What's going to happen in the weather above and how's it going to feel on Earth? But for all of us, 
we're, we're having a natal excitation. We're being asked to choose our path. And we've been, we've been talking about it. You know, I've been saying, what's your vision? What's your vision? You know, what's the vision? And I have to tell you, you know, when I have weeks where I'm really processing things, like I have been, I have my little stash of videos. And I happen to be a, a real fan of America's Got Talent and Britain's Got Talent and, you know, those shows where these people show up and they have, they have lived their life and they are taking their shot at their dream. And so I've been riding along, you know, the golden buzzers and the, you know, how they show up and they, they're there pitching their dream. And I want you, if you're feeling a little blue this week, to go watch those. They're, they're Googled. They're the best auditions. They're the best whatever. They're very inspirational because it's people coming in saying, you know, this has been my dream. And they're all the happy ones. <laughs> There's no sad dreams. So that's the other part that is helpful because it's like, you know, they get that golden buzzer. Of course, gold is ruled by the sun. So we're going to say, yeah, what's your golden buzzer moment? Next up, we're going to have the sun square Uranus. So here, the sun has moved a little forward. He's finished the square with the nodes. He's squaring Uranus. Now remember, Uranus and Mars met up August 1st, 2nd, 3rd. And all the astrologers said, hey, you're going to be working with us through the 16th of August. And everybody goes, well, it's, why isn't it done then? It's because now the other planets are coming to activate it. So the sun here is in what we call an opening square to Uranus, which is a square of consciousness and action. The sun, set, remember the sun takes a year to go around the chart, and Uranus takes 84 years to go around the chart. So as the sun comes to square Uranus, he turns to Uranus and he says, so what do you think about what we were talking about earlier in the month? And Uranus goes, I, you know, I, I think it's a good idea. I think that's a change we can believe in. Uranus on that north node. So there's an opportunity for shift and for change. Again, Sun Uranus is usually unexpected changes, can be unexpected changes. And it also can be, well, we've been talking about change. Have you done it? And if you haven't done it, sometimes change comes to you unbidden and you go, oh my God, that was a huge change. Other times it comes to you and it kind of makes you sit down. You know, I have quite a few clients and friends who've broken something and they had to stop. They had to sit down. They had to wear a boot. They had to wear a, get their wrist operated on. They had to, they broke a leg. They, they did something which made them stop. Uranus says stop too, because he's, he interrupts us. So as the sun comes to square Uranus, it's almost like him saying to Uranus, okay, now you can go. Notice as the sun does this, the Venus is at the very last degrees of Cancer, and now she's answering to a moon in Aquarius, which is a lot about freedom and what that freedom story is. So there's a lot of freedom energy that's really running now with this as the sun squares Uranus and says, break free, go, go, go do it. And again, remember the blue lines are easy, the red lines are arguments. You can see there's a big blue triangle in there. So this 18 degree of Virgo is right on the U.S. Neptune. And one of the reasons we've been having a bit of dissolving of the separation between church and state is because Neptune's been opposite the U.S. Um, Neptune. It happens every, uh, every 84 years, every 83 years. Neptune takes 165 years to go around the circle. So we're watching this religious resurgence or this belief system resurgence. And the good news is it's going to start to taper a little. It's going to start to drop its edge. So we're going to see something around that because the ascendant 
is trined Uranus in the DC chart, it's also the Sun is square Uranus, which gives us an opportunity to look at things in a different light. So that's also very helpful. Uh, right after that, Venus enters late. Now notice, that's the 11th. Now the 11th and the 10th are the hot days this week. They're the Donald Blandford days. From the Sun's perspective, from the planet's perspective, those are the Action Jackson days. So we go into Venus entering Leo, which also happens on the 11th. And we always know when planets change signs, there's a little turbulence. And Venus is going from the water. She's hopping out of the swimming pool. She's getting into the sun. And you know, on a hot summer's day, when you leave the ocean and you leave the pool and you get out, you can immediately feel the sun on your body. You can also feel the water starting to dry up. So there's a difference and a shift. At this point, we have a little bit more air in the sky because the moon's in an air sign now. So now we're gonna actually be able to talk about it. You can see the air bar grew a bit because the moon's in an air sign. And we're approaching uh, a full moon in a couple of hours. <laughs> and we're gonna be working with this energy of Venus now in the sign of love, joining the sun joining Ceres. Um, Venus, uh, Ceres has come in from out of bounds, so she's not out of bounds anymore. And the three of them are all now traveling in Leo, which is about passions and connections and directions. And because the Venus is in Leo, we're gonna, you know, we can see she's in the house of money in Washington. We also can see that the rising sign of, you know, this chart cast for DC is Mars over here in the seventh house. So it's opportunities for change, taking action for change in our own country, but in our own lives. And of course, apply this to your own chart to see where it shows up for you. Next up, that lovely full moon that happens at 9.35 p.m. on August 11th at East Coast time, adjust for your time zone. And the full moon is the sun and the moon. Now notice the moon is over here next to Saturn in this full moon chart. And in a few hours, she's going to get to Saturn. But when she is um, in the full moon energy, what she also does is invites us to go back and think about earlier chapters. Now, notice the dream energy is right with Juno, the partnership planet. So, we, you know, you know me, I've been saying to you, what's your dream, what's your dream, what's your dream? And of course, that's what Simon and the, the, other, the other judges on America's Got Talent or British Got Talent say, what's the dream? What would you do with a million dollars if you won it? What, 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 you know, what's your vision of what this, what this is for you, right? And so we see the dream energy very, very strong, uh, high in the sky, encouraging us to go forward. And also we have this full moon coming. Now, the full moon, we're going to take a little time on it because it's a full moon, and full moons are always juicy. The full moon has a thing called a lunar phase family. So we go back for this full moon that we're having on August 11th, we go back to February of 2021 when the sun and moon were at 23 Aquarius. And they both met up in the new moon and they started a journey. Then nine months later, human gestation period, we're in November 11th, and it is a sun in Aquarius, uh, I'm sorry, a sun in Scorpio and a moon in Aquarius. And then, you know, lunar months later, we're now at the full moon where the sun is at 19 Aquarius and the Leo sun is at 19 and the Leo and the moon is at 19 Aquarius. And notice they're consistent. 23, 19, 19, 21. Kind of clustered around that little section. 
This is the full moon energy for the projects begun in February of 2021 and the energy of the first quarter moon, which was November of 2021. And of course, that was when we really started rolling the vaccinations out. They started being more available. People started being able to get them. And now we're at the full moon phase and we're looking and saying, okay, we've got this variant. We've got all these things shifting. But also in your own life, if you had something at 23 Aquarius, what was it? What did you start back then? What was the initiation energy? In my case, that was when I first started talking to Amanda on Astrology Hub about doing astrology in your pocket. And we did it. We launched it the next month. And then in November, when I stopped working with Astrology Hub, Amanda discontinued it. And now, you know, I, I've been doing it on my own. And it's now called Cupful of Stars, which you can sign up for on my Patreon page. But now at the full moon, I'm looking back and going, what was I doing back then? Oh, 23 Aquarius, that's in my first house, opposite my Pluto in the seventh. So what did I do? Well, uh, that's when I started doing that. So it's, a, it's always interesting to reflect back. And so we'll see where I'm doing next May, because then the moon, the sun will be in Taurus and the moon will again be in Aquarius. So in your own life, think about what was being talked about in February that you launched or you began or you did and how it changed again in November, which it did. I stopped working for Astrology Hub then, but it also was like, oh, well, I could do this myself, I guess. <laughs> Good concept, and now I'm doing it myself. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's working. I'm getting the schedule, I'm getting the rhythm, I'm getting, you know, it's getting organized. It's settling in and now and and it really was because people said hey you know I really miss good morning good morning good morning and I'm like well I can do it I guess I can do it you know really I can do it so that's the energy this lunar phase so think about February of last of 2011 what you started think about November what happened then think about August and then next May we'll find out the exciting conclusion uh, the fixed stars are in the sky Mars is on diadem, accepting your crown. Uh, Mars is on capulus. This is my vision, my idea, my sending it out in the world. And Zosma is a communication star. Um, and of course, Aquarius is a communication planet, right? So it's, it's an air sign. It likes to talk. It likes to communicate. When we look at the asteroids, um, we, these are all within a degree. So these are close. Uh, the, the closest asteroids. So we see, of course, Mercury on Toro. This gives you a lot of power in this new, this full moon to have your vision and work towards it. We also see the Mars here, contraparallel Hygieia, which is an opportunity to step forward and take action around healing or to take action against healing because sometimes people are like, I'm done doing this. I don't want to do it anymore. We have Saturn opposite Demeter. What's going on with your food? How you nurture yourself? How you take care of yourself? And a shout out to the people who wrote me last week and said, hey, Uranus on Niobe. And we had the hearings with Alex uh, Jones down in Texas where he got <laughs> revealed as a perjurer. And all those text messages are now going to go to the January 6th commission. And he was, on, he was out there on January 6th urging the crowd on. So it'll be interesting to see what Alex knew then, because, you know, the text messages are the text messages, right? 
but people pointed out that Niobe, who lost her children, were prominent in the news. So we're going to have that again. And of course, he just had the punitive damages of 45 million. Um, so we're, we'll see what happens. A lot of relationship changes with Neptune on Hera. And Hera likes to preserve existing relationships, and Neptune is saying to her, do you really want to preserve that? Do you really want a relationship to that? And so it's important for all of us to think about what we have relationship to, why we're in it, more importantly, and is it a relationship we want to continue with all this stuff, with the sun this week asking you questions about how you want to shine in the world? Take some time and look at your relationships. Doesn't mean you have to end them. It just maybe means a gentle shift away, a gentle change. So I was talking to one of my old clients the other day, and she had a situation going on in her family, and it, you know, and it was really hard for her. And we were talking about it, and I, I was saying, you know, I think this is okay. I mean, I think this is something, you know, you're entitled to this. I recognize all these things have changed, but this is, you know, something that you're really entitled to. And I mean that in a, in a way that it's worth pursuing. It's worth pursuing and saying, hey, I really would like this to continue. You're important to me. And even though the changes are happening, not entitled like you get it automatically, but that it's, in, it's okay for you to work on it and to come up with another solution to make that relationship change, adjust to the changes you're dealing with, but also give yourself permission to say, hey, you're important to me, and I really would like us to find a way to work with this. And again, the sun is very prominent, so we're being asked to make choices about what we want and why we want it, and sometimes it takes a little extra love, especially now, because sometimes people are making choices where you're like, I think that's a really bonehead choice but I, I can't stop them from doing it because it's their life, but I also can look at it and go, I would like to make this kind of relationship with you. Can we do that? And give that permission to grow. Focusing on the love. Notice the sun is on Amor. Notice the sun is on Apollo. Here comes the sun, right? You've got to focus on the love and understand that part of what happens with love is we go through transformative times. It isn't always happiness and flowers and sunshine and light. There is some rain, but also we know the sun will come again. Here comes the sun. So you want to focus on what your vision is in your own life, like I told her to. We'll focus on what you would like from this, because obviously there's a shift. But what, you know, like there's an appeal here. You know, there's an importance here, but you have to kind of figure out a new way to work with it. And so that's kind of the energy for the week, too, because people are shifting and changing and what that looks like. Notice Pluto is on Sisyphus. This is the part where everybody keeps going, why is it so hard? And I'm like, Pluto's on Sisyphus. Sisyphus, of course, is the guy that rolls the rock up the hill and he rolls back down. And he rolls the rock up the hill and he rolls back down. And of course... These asteroids don't move that fast, neither does Pluto, so Pluto's on Sisyphus. Now, that does not mean Pluto on Bacchus, you need to go pick up a cocktail. It means you should understand that Sisyphus is saying, okay, forward. So I have my friend Cecilia visiting here today. We realize we haven't seen each other since November of 19, and, um, and we were talking about all the changes that had gone on in our lives, and, um, and I... I'm in a CSA, so I had proposed some food. And she's like, well, I can't really eat that. 
I, this is important. And then she kind of did, well, you know, I'm like, no, 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 we're not eating that. We're not eating that. There's other things. I have salmon in the freezer. We don't have to do the breaded chicken. No problem. That's the Bacchus. Respecting the other person's need for change, how they've changed. And she's gluten intolerant, so I'm going to respect because those, those little chicken nuggets are breaded. Right? So we pulled a piece of salmon out. She's going to have salmon. I'm going to have the chicken. The other thing is the Arabic parts. This is the Arabic parts for the full moon. We do see imprisonment in there. So we're going to watch if we see Brittany uh, Griner get freed. I'm not sure I'm saying her name, but the woman that's currently in Moscow freed. Um, because we're looking at that imprisonment energy be very strong, and we know that's kind of a story in the news. Um, and we also see Jupiter on the part of life, kind of encouraging us to move forward. And we also see, which we always see, the ascendant on the aspecting the part of fortune on a new moon. But we also see the midheaven talking to sickness. So we can anticipate some illnesses happening or hearing about illnesses. We may hear of someone who's ill that we know. I, you know, Cecilia mentioned a friend of ours that's a mutual friend who's apparently suffered a relapse of cancer, which I hadn't heard about. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to pray for her. And, you know, so you may hear illnesses or illnesses shifting, uh, changes in the diagnosis, changes in how, the, how you're going to be working with the illness going forward. So those are the aspects for the full moon. Then, at the end of the week, on August 14th, we have the sun. Remember, he went past these guys. He's now opposite Saturn. Now, this is an interesting chart because the nodes are angular. And whenever the nodes are angular, and this is in Washington, and we have that Mars Uranus over there in the 7th, there's a fueling of stuff. And in the next couple days, Mars has gone past Saturn, but in the next couple days, the sun is going to catch up to Mars. Again, we're back to a situation with little air, not a lot of communication in the sky. Lots of fire. Watch for those fires in California and the other places that are prone to burning. And a lot of earth and a lot of stubborn, a lot of fixed energy. This is really a lot about us rooting out some of our behaviors that are really entracted in our bodies, in our being. And, you know, we dig a little trench. We're creatures of habit. We dig a little trench. We run our trench. We dig a little hen. We run our trench. And, you know, this is the time when the universe is saying, you want to change the trench? Want to change the route? Want to change the path? So as the sun opposes Saturn right after Mars finished squaring him, and remember, all last year we had that Uranus-Saturn square. Now, they don't meet up again, but they met up three times last year, saying, we're getting this new 20-year cycle ready for you. Thought I forgot about the 20-year cycle, right? It's getting ready for you. What do you want to do with it? What's that story about? And notice it's uh, what we call a locomotive chart. All the planets are captured here in the uh, 120 degrees. <coughs> and this section here is empty. So the locomotive, the train of the locomotive engine, the engine is this Virgo. He's the head of the plaque. All the rest of them are following along, right? So he's zipping into this empty space. So this is important for you to make a list, make an idea, come up with your purpose, come up with your vision, come up with your path. Let that roll, let that go. And Pluto, of course, is the caboose. Now we know we've been going through our Pluto transit for a while. We still have another year of it. Actually, two and a half years, but that's with the precess. But we're, you know, we're still doing our Pluto return. You know, what's our vision for our Pluto return for the United States? What's the vision for the Pluto return for the world? 
where it's challenged governments, corporations all around the world. What's the, what's the opportunity for change? And over the next few days, next week, which we'll, we can, hopefully you'll tune in next week, we'll see the sun come in to form a finger of God with the Neptune, with the Juno, how we're going to partner with the Pluto. So as the sun moves into a finger of God aspect with the structural vision of what we want to build and create, remember it's really easy to tear things down. It's easy to blow things up. It's easy to be critical. It's easy to be like, rah, 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 rah. what are you going to do to change it? What are you going to do to shift it? What's your vision of what you want to bring to the world and create? What is your son here to do? And why? Why are you here? You're here for a reason. And if you're uninspired, go watch America's Got Talent, the greatest, the greatest episode, the greatest auditions. And those are all people pursuing their dream. And watch those golden buzzers and watch them fall on the ground and watch them burst into tears because it's been a dream that they held a really long time. And they had to give themselves permission to show up, to shine, to say, yes, this is why I am here. So shine, shine, this week shine. Let the sun come in. It's an important week for that. When we look at the aspects for the week, the sun is going to run from 15 Leo on the world point forward, and it gets to 21.57 in uh, Leo. And we've already gone through his big aspects. Like I said, this is the week of the sun, squaring the nodes, uh, squaring Uranus, opposite Saturn. He's like shining his light. Remember, this, even though those are important planets and they're really big, the sun goes, you think you're bigger than me? I'm the big guy in the room. So watch for the sun to come and bring illumination. Mercury is running from eight, uh, from four Virgo to 16 Virgo. He's going pretty quick. It's about two degrees a day. He's a speedy guy. He's just in Virgo. He's taking notes. He's paying attention. He's writing everything down and figuring it out. So we want to kind of say to him, okay, he's making the plans. You want to make the plans. You want to make a list. You want to have your plans. You want to have your ideas in place because Mercury is busy, busy, busy. And he's in his favorite sign and he's such in a happy place and he wants to organize everything. So give him permission. You know, clean out those closets. Throw away that old Christmas tree. Figure out what you need to let go of to make more space. What? Where do you create that space? Venus this week runs from 23 Cancer. As we mentioned, she goes into Leo. And she goes into Leo on the 11th, and then she ends the week at 3.51 Leo. So her big aspect this week, of course, is the shift, but also her opposition to Pluto that happens on the 9th. And she also has a trine uh, to Neptune on the 11th, which is a little bit of a, that dream is finished, great. That dream is not probably going to happen or is going to change in a permanent way. Venus opposite Pluto. I remember this happens once a year. So it doesn't have to be bad, but a lot of times it's got an emotional component because it's happening with the moon out of bounds when Venus is in Cancer, right? So she's really feeling it. Um, and you want to appreciate the love. You know, start playing love songs. Listen to Delilah, you know, on, on, the, on Heart Radio. And, you know, she plays these loves. People call in and they go, can you play me a love song, you know? And she does. Like, go focus on the love this week. That'll help a lot when the hard times come. Uh, Mars this week is very busy. He's going from 21 Taurus 
to 26 Taurus, but what most important is he's squaring Saturn, which we opened the week with. He's parallel Uranus, who we met on the first and the second. This is the emotional processing, the deep work, back to the first and second and what happened then. Now you're seeing the outcome of it, the purpose of it. He's also aspecting the nodes of fate on the 10th. Like I said, the 10th, 11th, they're tough. Starts with a Venus opposition, Pluto, on the 9th, but you know, I'm, I'm really, I want you focusing on the good parts, not the hard parts. Um, and the hard parts are here this week, but it's also, you know, shower the people you know with love. Let them know what they, what they mean. Uh, and then the moon hits, Mars hits the node, and then Mars is sextile to Neptune. Remember, he's in an Earth sign. So he's sextiling Neptune, which has an energy of growth and expansion and new fun stuff. And then at the end of the week, his last aspect is going to be this one, the trine to Pluto, uh, where Mars trines, I remembered I had another slide, <laughs> Mars trines Pluto here, that happens on the 14th next Sunday, and you can see he's at 26, trining Pluto here at 26, and it's, you know, that's a juicy little energy there that's very strong, very communicative, notice how much Earth there is in the sky, it's a physical manifestation time. And at that point, we're going to also have the moon in Aries on a world point. So we're going to watch next Sunday for uh, lots of action. Mars trying Pluto is usually productive. It gets stuff done. Certainly a lot easier than Mars square Pluto, which is a little more contentious. But we do recognize when Mars squares Pluto, there is the potential for sudden unexpected things of a permanent nature to happen. And that's next Sunday. Uh, we also have... Um, Jupiter going this week. He's just got a little nice trying to creative series. You know, they've been they did their pilot and they're chatting in the corner. They're working on projects. They'll they'll be back in December. Don't worry about them. Saturn has got a health aspect, so health aspects kick up on the eighth, ninth. Go to the doctor immediately um, because he's speaking to endings and shifts and changes. And then we also have Uranus aspecting the nodes of fate. That happens on the twelfth by declination, so we have that very turbulent little middle part of the week this week. And then, um, and that's kind of it for those. The Donald Blandford days are the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, <laughs> and maybe the 13th. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those kinds of weeks. Um, and you know, if you know that, it just makes it a little easier. Right now, the moon's in Sagittarius, uh, the 7th, and it will go in, go void on the morning of the 8th. It'll go void at uh, 10, 6.30 a.m. It's void until 2.39 on the 8th where it goes into Capricorn. It's in Capricorn the 8th, the 9th, goes void at 12.39 on Wednesday the 10th, and it goes void with an opposition to Venus. Um, this is all emotional ending stuff happening. Moon is void for three hours, two and a half hours on the 10th. It goes into Aquarius at 2.45 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday evening in Aquarius on Thursday for the full moon and Venus shifts into Leo, the sign of love, right before that full moon takes place at 9.30 Thursday night. And then the moon goes void in Aquarius with a conjunction to Saturn. Again, ending energy, a lot of ending energy this week. But endings mean new beginnings, but they are endings. Focus on the love. Uh, she goes void at 7.07 a.m. on the 12th, and she's void all day on the 12th until 2.44 p.m. when she enters Pisces, and the moon goes void with a union with Saturn, 
which says you need to get your plans in order. Good week for organizing plans. She enters Pisces at 2.44 p.m. on Thursday, Friday afternoon. These are all East Coast times. And then she's in Pisces Saturday the 13th, Sunday the 14th, going void at 11, 11 a.m. And the, the moon goes void on the Sunday the 14th with a sextile to Pluto. And then she's void for the afternoon, entering Aries at 4.43 p.m., where she gets pretty feisty, but we have a lot of ending energy on the 14th, that Sunday with the sun opposite Saturn. And the moon in Aries has a nice closing aspect, a hard closing aspect. So the whole week's full of hard closing aspects. What that means is permanent decisions being made. People are making decisions. And so when we have these weeks, we know we're going to be making a lot of decisions. We know we're focusing on the sun, on the light, on the direction. If it gets really bad, play there's got to be a morning after from Poseidon, or play tomorrow from Annie. You know, the sun will come out tomorrow. Um, there's got to be a morning after. You know, the whole musical canon can help on this, anything optimistic. So we know we're, we're in for a turbulent week, but our job is to focus on the sun, because here he comes, and we're going to be illuminated. What better than to be illuminated, right? Um, and that's the energy for the week. Um, I want to mention something. My assistant, Rose, is uh, last week on the um, 30th, we had a recording, which is now available for sale, where I read Laura Rockling playing Jane Austen. It was very cool. We have a, a time chart for Jane Austen. My assistant is a Jane Austen lover, you know, very passionate about Jane Austen. And, and Rose wrote a play uh, called per Based on Persuasion, Jane Austen's last novel. So she's doing a fundraiser to raise money for the production that they're going to do um, this fall. And so I donated a reading and I read Jane Austen. And this wonderful actress, Laura Rockland, appeared completely uh, in Jane Austen clothes. And... Um, and we did the we did the chart reading. So I read the chart with her, and then periodically Rose and one of the people on Rose's board of directors piped in and said things. And it went about two hours, and it was an astrology reading of Jane Austen with Jane and me talking. So me explaining to her, of course, she'd been teleported to the 20, 2022, even though you know she was born in 1775. And talking, you know, at one point, you know, I said to Rose's boyfriend, you know, can you pin, can you pin Jane so I see her? She goes, oh, you're going to pin me like a butterfly, you know? So it was very cute because British accents and everything. So it was really fun. We had a really good time. Uh, one of the people said, you should put this on Broadway, which we're not going to do. But Laura acts these characters. She does living history and appears in schools in costumes and answers character questions uh, about... Jane and she does some other people. So it's really worth it. It's on my website, available for purchase, and it will be supporting Rose's next production of her play. Um, and then, of course, we have the Mind Body Cruise that's going to happen on the 22nd of January. Um, and you sign up with me, and then you sign up through uh, Hildy, and then you're part of the group. And we'll get together, we'll eat together, we'll do astrology, we'll do tarot, we'll do all sorts of things. Uh, as part of the morning and the afternoon. We'll be doing that when we're at sea and then we'll land. And people, at, somebody wrote and said, where are we going? And I said, I don't know. And I asked Patricia, who's coordinating this, and she goes, it changes. So I don't know where we're going, but we'll be together and then we'll have fun. 
Cupful of Stars, as I mentioned before, you can sign up and get a daily podcast sent to you with a list of the aspects and an audio from me that runs anywhere from 6 to 12 minutes. I've been a little long-winded lately. Talking to you about the energy in the sky and how to use it. And then last but not least, net, actually not last but not least, uh, ESAR conference this August. I'll be there. I'm teaching twice. I'm teaching during the conference on Pluto return for the United States. And I'm also doing a post-conference workshop on Monday after the conference on horary astrology, which is asking a question and casting a chart for the question and getting the answer. It's a very fun technique. Uh, and then in Omega, this, this September, September 16th to the 18th, 2022. So hopefully you can join us in one of those things. And of course, the Pluto return is available. If you can't go to the, uh, can't go to the ESAR conference, you can get a Pluto return, what's going on in the United States. And then also the Neptune-Jupiter conjunction where we're being asked to do our dream. Now, mind you, Neptune, Neptune is back where he was when he did this little aspect in April. So he's kind of coming back and saying, have you figured out what your dream is yet? And hopefully that gives you some good ideas on how to work with the energy of the, um, the month, the day, the upcoming month, because we're going to work on this kind of crazy energy till we get to the end of the month. And at that point, Mars is Mars 20, March 20, not March, April, August, August, we're in August. I'm already flying into next year. August 23rd, Mars goes into Gemini. And he'll be in Gemini until the end of March next year. So you want to get all your little ducks in a row because once Mars hits Gemini, it's action, and it's double action. It's two things going at the same time. Busy, 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 busy. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with this month ahead, the week ahead. It's a really busy week, but you're also setting course for the rest of your life. No pressure. <laughs> well, maybe a little pressure. But the key is choosing towards what you love. That's all of what it's about. What do you love? Why do you love it? and go that way. And have a great day. Bye.